so welcome back to another episode of Lock It or Leave It. We had Coach CY on last time, and now we're getting another player on. Big, big player for the program, Anthony Polite. You may remember him for the huge breakout game against Colorado. He's one of our influential players coming into this next season. Don't go anywhere. So when we get back, we'll be hearing from Anthony Polite. We'll be right back. Okay, so we are back, and as usual, I'm your host, Jay. Joining me is my co-host, Cam. Cam, how you doing, man? Long night last night. Yeah, I'm great, though. The Bulls are rolling. NBA's back. You got basketball on TV, not just football. It was a garbage Thursday night football game, so I'm glad I had to, some got to see Curry go nuclear instead. So, ready for another interview, though. Let's get into it. Yeah, man, if you like sports, now is the best time of the year. MLB playoffs are going on. NBA started up. NFL's going on. Like, it's it's crazy. Champions League for soccer. All the soccer fans is going crazy, too. So we love it. Aaron, I'm going to pass it to you, my other co-host. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, LeBron is not washed. They called him the washed king, and he was snapping the other night. No one could stop him. He was hitting step back, sidestep, 30-footers. He looked awesome. Uh, Westbrook worries me a little bit, worries me a little bit, um, but it's good to see AD healthy. LeBron's playing great basketball. So really looking forward to really this whole NBA season. Uh, Warriors look like they're back. Boston doesn't look too bad. My magic still a couple years away, but we're getting there. Mo Bamba's finally hitting his breakout. So very excited about that. I can proudly wear my magic gear finally. Uh, so excited to see what the season holds. Yeah, man, you're right about the LeBron take. Everyone was saying, yo, he's like six best player in the NBA. He's seven. Uh, he's not the same guy. He came out quick release three. You can eat those quick release step back. You can eat those. Everything was falling. But we got our recurring guest for Null Zone, Jake Mossing. You're back. How are you doing, Jake? Thanks for coming on. I'm great, Jay. Thanks for having me. Uh, super excited to be here. I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan. So it was a tough loss last night I thought the Dodgers were were done with with all the injuries they've had and their pitching woes but of course the Dodgers do what the Dodgers do so they pulled it out and go into game six but if it goes to game seven it'll be in Atlanta so I'll take it I feel still pretty good about the series yeah shout out to Chris Taylor the guy had three homers just carried the team put him on his back he carried the whole shit so I fuck with that but we're going last but not least Anthony Polite, thank you for coming on, man. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. Appreciate you guys for having me. Everything good. Anthony. Sports yesterday was crazy. Steph Curry went, was going crazy. LeBron couldn't get the dub, but he went crazy too. So, I mean, I'm excited that the NBA is back and uh, Florida State is about to uh, is approaching the season. So, I'm excited for that. Yeah, the funniest thing on Twitter was when Paul George, he was mic'd up and Paul George talked to Steph. He was like, hey, yo, let's go shot for shot. Let's do it. I'm like that. I'm, he said, I'm, I'm with the logo with it. And next possession, Steph, logo, Drano. I was like, sheesh. All right, hey, yo, stay true to his word, Aaron. Nah, yeah, Steph Curry is different. He's different for... Nine for nine first quarter yesterday. Nine for nine, 25 points. It's insane. 
Uh, but Anthony, you're not the first polite to be at FSU. Your dad, Michael, played ball here, 88 to 91. He's a good hooper. He averaged 14 points per game in 89-90. Uh, went pro, went over to Switzerland, which is where you were born. Now you moved to the States when you were 15. You like soccer, which makes sense. You're in Europe. And just last year, Switzerland had a great run in the Euros. Eventually lost to Spain in the quarterfinals. But when you played soccer, what was your favorite position to play? And did you keep up with the Switzerland national team at all during their run this summer? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I watched every game uh, this summer. And I played uh, right wing and striker. And sometimes I'm still here when uh, after the season, I go play uh, with some of my friends to go kick the ball around, just just have fun. But not nah, yeah, I was I was watching the game when we beat France. Uh, I was training them on. Uh, we should have beat Spain too, but I mean, stuff happens. But we had a great run, so it, it was fun to watch. Yeah, those penalties were crazy. I always say that mm -hmm. my family is from Jamaica, and I was born in America. However, whenever Jamaica's in the Olympics and we're doing track and field, I am not rooting for America. I got my Jamaican mm -hmm. flag. My parents are all going for Jamaica. But uh, yeah, man, Cam, you can take it away. Yeah. yeah, so Anthony, in our most recent interview with Coach CY, we asked him which player he was most excited about to have a breakout season. And he picked you, citing the Colorado game as one of your breakout moments, showing the NCAA, which you're all about. Can you take us through your mindset that game and what watching you put the team on your back in the second half that took your game and the program to the next level? I mean, I've been here for a long time. I've, I've seen Terrence Mann, Trent Forrest, Phil Cooper. All the older guys do do something like I did. They, they've been here all four years and they watch players that were here before him and just learning, listening, uh, paying attention to little details and keep growing. And I feel like uh, postseason, that's when, when I was the most focused and I was able to just lock in on all the little details. And uh, yeah, everything came together. Was able to get steals. Started, it all started from the defensive end. Uh, getting steal got me in the game, gave me gave me momentum, and then I was able to knock shot knock uh, shots down. Uh, my teammates were finding me, and that's what got me rolling. Yeah, the twenty two points was impressive, but I was mainly talking about the rebounding you were doing, the steals, like everything off ball really showed out how it wasn't just the scoring that you were doing. You were really doing it on all types of uh, in, on all types of ways in the court, man. And that Colorado game, I remember we were all watching it in the living room where I'm like 15 feet away from. Mm -hmm. And we're yelling at the TV like, we haven't made one three yet. We haven't made one three yet. And ah, Drano. So man, I love it. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Nah, yeah, it was exciting because the game before that, like you said, we went we went over. Uh, yeah. It was the first time since uh, I don't know, it was probably like eight, nine years that we haven't made a shot in our post-season uh, tournament. So uh, everybody was like, damn, down. But, I mean, we had so many good shooters on the team that we wasn't really worried. We just had to go out there with confidence and knock shots down, and that's what we did. Definitely. So kind of going off, at, I've been at Florida State since 2018, so I've watched the team and watched you out on the court since then. And over that range of time, your defensive ability has always stuck out to me. You're mm -hmm. usually given the tasks of guarding the opposing team's best player, one of their best players. And it's well known that Coach Ham likes to um, keep us switching and playing positionless basketball. When Malik came on earlier to the podcast, he said, we force you to defend. If you don't play defense, you won't see the court. So how much does the coaching staff and also our players take pride on the defensive side of the ball? 
I mean, we, we are all junkyard dogs. So, like, if you can't play defense, it, it is known. If you can't play defense, then Florida State might not be your program, you know? So everybody that comes uh, to Florida State got that chip on their shoulder that they want to be the best defender. So, like, like I said, uh, I want to be the best defender. Malik wants to be the best defender. And we all show it in different ways. Like, I might get a steal in the passing lane. I might lock down. I might not uh, let the guy that I'm guarding go past me. Malik, if the guy go past me, he's going to be there at the rim to make sure he's going to block it or, like, something like that. So it's still teamwork. Like, everybody got their, their little niche that, that they're good at. Yeah, uh, two quick things. First one is Malik, are you talking about AL? If you get beat, he got you. Hunter Tyson. Um, yeah. I think it was Syracuse. I think it was Syracuse. He was talking about that one for a minute. He was like, he felt almost disrespected that Hunter even went for the for the jam. He was like, dude, you know, mm -hmm. you know me. Why are you why are you going for the block? You know, I'm gonna swap that. You know. So then the second thing is uh, Cam and I on Saturday went to the open scrimmage, and just mm -hmm. seeing how you guys were the intensity there and everybody was playing defense, switching. Justin Linder was talking hella, hella talk, yo. Uh, his active hands everywhere. Jalen Worley went for a poster, and Cameron said no, none of that. So I, I just love the defensive uh, prowess that we got going on right now. Nah, yeah, definitely. We we like to like just just make each other better. But like like you said, like Justin be talking crazy out of his mind, and like that that's what bring uh, the most out of us. So like everybody got like I said, the little thing that they're good at that brings the best out of each other. Yeah, watching Justin so funny. He's he just sits there chirping in your ear all all game long. He's just talking to you all the time. And it gets you can see. I especially I watched Cleve. Cleve started pushing him a little bit because he was tired of listening to Justin chirping him in his ear over and over. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Coach uh, Cy also credited Coach Ham with being one of the first college coaches to truly embrace positionless basketball, like we already mentioned. But as one of the premier shooters on the team. How do you feel about seeing the uptick in three-point attempts every year in the NBA? And how has the three-point line affected the game so much? I mean, three over two, I guess. Uh, three is more than two. And, uh, like, I feel like guys are way more skilled today. Uh, they have access to a lot more things. And uh, being able to shoot uh, is a must today. You don't see a lot of guys that get drafted and are not capable of shooting. Uh, you go to a, a, a workout of a big man that you think he can't shoot, and then you look, look at him shooting, and he drains every shot. And you're like, wow, I didn't know he could shoot, but they, they, it might not be the best thing that, they're, uh, that they can do, but everybody in today's game is capable of shooting. So that's one thing that uh, we work on a lot. Pretty much everybody on the team is capable of shooting. We want to be the best three-point shooting team in the country this year. We led the uh, three-point percentage last year in the ACC. This year, we're going to be the number one team uh, in the country. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's well-known, uh, talking about Justin. He talks a lot of shit. I talk copious amounts also. We usually go to Leach. We go to Leach. We always say Leach 11 a.m. because we go out Thursday. So you uh -huh. want to sweat, sweat all the alcohol out Friday morning. We go to Leach. 11 a.m. I'm hitting people with and ones. You can hear me. People who are on the treadmill downstairs can just hear it. And one, you know, so we're always talking. But going with that, man, no matter what the activity is, you can hear me from a mile away. And that same energy is going to be brought into the tuck this season. Cam and I are student section leaders. Jake will mm -hmm. be with us, too. And 
we're going to be by the opposing side of, on the opposing bench. So anyone forewarning, if you're not on our team and you're a player not on our team, you will know who I am by the end of the game. How much do you think that the crowd atmosphere and the tuck has helped you guys as a team and uh, the program as a whole? I mean, energy is contagious, like I said. Uh, if, if the crowd is there, it's like having a six-man on the court. And we hear everybody cheering. That just hypes us up. Uh, that, that makes us want to play harder. That makes us want to go get that rebound, throw that lob, uh, make that, that energy play that, that just gets the crowd going. That Then at the same time, we get the crowd going, and the crowd gets us going even more. So, I mean, like I said, energy is contagious. The more energy, the stronger we are. Is there a specific play that uh, happened in the talk maybe that you can remember that just absolutely brought the house down? Because for me, I was there when Trent had the body bag. But we think about another the same one. thing. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking about the same thing. Yeah, that game, that game was just absolutely crazy. We was down for a majority of the first half and then came back second half. Uh, Pat Williams had that, that monster dunk. And then right after that, uh, Trent came and took the, the house down, Duncan on uh, Nawara, and I think I've never seen the talk that loud ever. It was just, I had, I was on the court and I had chills because I was just, oh my God. It was just, uh, I never heard something like that. I love it. Yeah, Coach Shiwai said that dunk set Nawara back to the second round. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that dunk was probably the best poster I've ever seen. Yeah, we asked Justin, we were like, because What's interesting to me is I can't dunk, bro. I'm 5'9 on a great day. On a great day, I'm 5'9. That's, that's being 5'9 so is being generous. It's being by the generous, way. bro. If, if I double sock and got the AF ones on, I, I may be 5'9. But going up for a dunk, I feel like both people, the defender and the per person going for the dunk, has to make like a business decision where they both realize at some point, am mm -hmm. I going to go for the layup or am I going to go for the dunk? And the defender's got to be like, is he really going to try me? And I don't know when it happened, but Justin said once he hit half court, he knew he was he knew Trent was going for the slam. He's like, I isn't without question. Did you know how to, as a player yourself, when you're going for it, is there like a point where you just have to realize, like, yo, screw this, I'm, I'm going for the slam? Oh, yeah. As soon as you see you got the path to the basket, you already know that it's going up, it's going up and it's going down. So, I mean, I've seen it and like you could see it a lot, a lot of times when like players just take that one step and they have two steps to get to the basket, or oh, it's going up and the house coming down. So, I mean, I've seen that happening. Um, the whole team seen that happening because if you look at the clip, everybody was standing up and was waiting for it to happen. So it was like, it was extremely cool. And last thing I'll say before I pass it on to Jake is that Malik also came on and he told us when he got JJ Trainer. Another at this point, Louisville, we're your father. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. We just mm. been posterizing them for years. But he said, I got that one, two. And once I got the one, two step, it was over. So I, I feel like once you get that one, two, you hit that launching pad, you, you get that left foot up, you might as well just not even jump because you know you're going to yeah. get put in a body bag. Jake? Definitely. Yeah, that play was amazing. That game is probably my favorite sporting event overall since I've been at Florida State. And a lot of people echo the same sentiment. Anyways, at Lock It or Leave It, we are huge fans of the NBA. And we're constantly talking about all the Knowles and the pros uh, that we've seen enter into the draft in the past two, three, four years. Uh, but former Seminole, current San Antonio Spur, Devin Vassell, recently went off, had 19 points, went eight for 12 shooting, three for four from deep. Uh, and we can't 
forget to mention the poster that he had, which was awesome to see. But Coach CY stated that you had the talent and mentality to be in the NBA. He went on to say that the NBA stands for No Boys Allowed. You faced off with many guys who are in the pros now. And what have you learned from working on in your game that you know will translate into the next level? Uh, just like he said, uh, no boys allowed. You just got, it's a physical game. Like everything is a contact sport game. Um, if you're not looking for contact, then you're shying away. And, and that's what puts you out of the play. So always being like, you got to win, win, uh, win the first, the, I'm going to say, uh, the race to the spot that you want to get to. Whoever gets there first is going to win. So if this defender is going to cut me off because I'm not being physical, then that's that's why the defender is going to win. So it's, it's all about being physical, getting to your spot whenever you want to, and uh, reading the game, being outsmarting the opponent. I feel like that that's uh, something I've learned uh, throughout the years here. Um, yeah, just reading, reading the game, uh, doing the smart decision, and just being confident in yourself. Yeah, with CY, he came on. I don't know if he says his phrase to you, but he was talking about bruisers and like big guys and putting a body into somebody and being physical. And he was calling them big body Benzes. Have you ever heard him call somebody a big body Benz? Before? Big body Benzes. Yeah, we got rankings, big body Benz. You know, we just do things like who, who's the most physical during practice, who's the most physical during games, you know, that just um, makes the, the guys on the team elevate the physicality to show like we're here nobody's gonna move us so it's like it's like a mentality thing to have absolutely man so kind of staying on basketball but kind of going off the court a little bit i guess maybe off the court but scotty barnes was known for having the uh i guess the high like the knee sock drip you know how he'd have the <laughs> you cringed a little bit it looked like when you had that but you yourself, I think you're the only player on the team who rocks a headband during the game. So when did you start with the headband swag? Because I think you're the only player on our team right now who, who definitely wears that game in and game out. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, last summer, I started twisting my hair. And uh, I just started wearing a headband during practice here and there. And then I was like, yeah, this is the season. I'm, I'm going to start wearing a headband. And I started wearing it. And then Ray... Scotty here and there were, were theirs. And then I think Cam this year, he's going to wear a head. So it's going to be me and Cam wearing headbands. So you've been a Knoll for about five years now. You've been a part of the entire New Blood movement, one of the vital pieces. Got to see some of the old wave and some of the new waves coming in with Jalen Worley and Matt Cleve mm -hmm. and the rest of them. They always, they always have us lower in the rankings, and we always seem to finish in the top 10 easily as we move up. But of all the great teammates you've had, what is your all-time starting five? You oh and four God. other players. If you do a March Madness run, which four is coming with you out of all of the teammates you've had? Uh, so you say including myself? I mean, I feel like you'd want to put yourself in there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. I, I just thought you said just like five players. Okay. Yeah, no, you good. So I'm going to put Trent Forrest uh, at the two. Um, I'm gonna put. Wow, you put tough. There's so many. I know it's tough. There's so many people, bro. There's so many. But I, I can name so many players. I'd say like you going like yeah. You going Vassell at the two? You going T? Who who you going with? Maybe I mean, the, I, I can Malik. name so many players like Karen, 
like Chris Kumaji, Fiona Kavangeli, uh, uh, Brian Angola, MJ Walker, Turk, Raekwon Gray. Like, we have like so many players, like Balsheko Pravica, like, we had so, like Scotty Barnes, like, we had so many. Like, I don't know, it, it'll be a tough one. I'd have to think about that one, but that's a good question. Yeah, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna hit this lightning round. Anthony, you'll love this part. Don't go anywhere. We're back. If you listened to us before, which hopefully you have, you know what's going on. It's time for the lightning round. Anthony, you're gonna love this part. Quick questions, quick answers. It's very simple. So start it off. If you had to pick one NBA player to compare yourself to, past or present, who would it be? Uh, Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. I love that one. You talking 06 Flash Wade, 06 Flash? I love it. I love it. I love it. My question is, do you have a game circled this year? Malik said that UCF came in here and beat us on our home floor and that he has a vendetta against that. And when we play them, it's personal. You know, it's it's on site when we see them. Do you have a game circled for this year? Yeah. uh, Like Malik said, UCF, they came in here, took something we own, got to get them back. That's not the only game that's circled. There's a lot of games that are circled, but that's the first one. I mean, all games are, are as important, but that one did hurt that a lot. That one's personal. That one's personal. Yeah. Yeah. And who's the toughest player you've ever had to guard? Uh, probably John Moran. Yeah. Can you, could you take us through that a little bit? Because I remember it was spring break when that happened, and we were, um, we were on spring break. We were watching that game, and – Hey, uh, mm-hmm. we job had a great first half. Like he started the game off hit like three for three for something like from deep. He was going off, but we handed we handed that game to them. We were up by like twenty something. So can you take us mm-hmm. through that game and what made Jaw so difficult to guard? Um, I mean the the scouting report was what what made the game uh, easier for us. Um, we we said I mean he we knew he was gonna he, he's a bucket. We knew he was gonna get his up. But we knew that he was also a great passer. So we had to cut one of the two out. So we said, you can go and get the points you want, but you won't have help from your teammates. So that's what we did. And then uh, as, as the game got on, kept going on, he got tired. And now we kept just executing the game plan. And we got away from them. And that, that's how it went. Who do you think the best Seminole in the NBA right now is? Um, Terrence, man. man. Can you take us through what you were thinking when uh, he went off in the playoffs? Not just that one game against Utah when he had 39, because he was hitting every three possible, but the whole time he was, he posted Rudy twice, geez. And he was guarding D-Book. He was guarding the main player that, you know, he had the offense, he had the defensive assignment for the main guy. Can you take us through kind of just seeing him knowing T-Man and being like, wow, he's really blossoming into this actual really big integral part of a of an NBA team. So this how that, that night was funny. So I was out with some friends and then I, I kept checking the score and I was like, oh, the game just started. Terrence, man, three for three, nine points. And, and they had not, he had the first nine points. So I was like, oh yeah, I, I got to go back home. I went back home, I watched the whole game. And he just went crazy. So it, it was it was just a crazy game. I was super happy for him. And uh, I feel like that's something that's just kickstarted his uh, career. And like he, he he's been like that. And he had the I'm happy he had that opportunity. And I know he's gonna have many more of those type of games. 
Yeah, shout out to T. He just signed that two-year 22 that kicks in in uh, 2023. So, Ayo, you got to text him and be like, yo, next meal is on you. Yo, next time we're going somewhere, it's on you. But that'll end the interview for today. Let's start these sign-offs. I'll start with my co-host, Cam. Cam, thanks for coming on, man. Yep, another another great interview. Thank you, Anthony. Glad I got to bump into you at Sunstop to set this up. So, uh, good luck this season. Appreciate yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. And then we'll go to the next co-host, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for coming on again. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for coming on. I just got to ask you one thing about Sunstop real quick, though. You going for the wings or are you going for the fried pizza? For getting I'm going, I, I actually going for candy. Interesting. I'm going okay. for candy. I got to stop going, though. I got <laughs> to change that. Nah, but there's always good vibes there, but I, I just go there for the candy and Sprite. Oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, also, it's officially been a year of Lock It or Leave It. Uh, so just thank you so much to everyone that's listened, everyone that supported us, followed us on social media, retweeted our tweets, anything at all. Just thank you. We really appreciate you guys, man. We want to keep this going, keep producing good content for you guys. So stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming. We're just getting started. We've gotten this far in one year. Think about where we'll be next year and the year after, five years down the road. We're coming for it. We're going. We're going all the way. Absolutely, man. Thank you for that. Uh, it's crazy. I did got the one year notification too on Twitter. Like, yo, we made the account a year ago. And it's, it's just crazy. Uh, we had CY on yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, the most recent time. And CY was talking about, hey, yo, when I first heard this, I thought this was some professional type, you know? And, I, and we were like, yo, appreciate that. Just We're just college kids who want people to know that we go to the best school in the nation with the best sports in the nation. And with that being said, women's soccer, Jake, can you give us on your sign off a little bit uh, about what's going on for Virginia on the 28th? Definitely, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, we have the number one women's college soccer team in the country. We are currently undefeated and we are playing number two, Virginia, uh, next Thursday at home. So we're trying to pack the plex. We're trying to get as many students out there as possible. We're giving away a lot of cool things, a signed soccer ball by the whole team. <laughs> Uh, we're giving away a nice Yeti cup that is branded Seminole in the Seminole way. And then we're also going to give away a mini basketball signed by Coach Ham. So a lot of great stuff. If you're a student, please come out. If you're a regular fan, please come out. We want to support them in the best way that they deserve. Um, but Jay, Cam, Aaron, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate y'all giving me this opportunity. You guys have put together something that's really cool. Um, and I can't wait to see you guys succeed in the future. Anthony, thanks for coming on. It's been great seeing you these past three, four years. Uh, and we're, we, we really want to chip this year. So we'll be supporting you guys along the way. Go get it. Yes, sir. And then Ayo, quick pitch, because I know a lot of college kids are thinking the 28th, that's Halloween weekend. You don't want to go to the game. It's at night. The game's at seven. Pre-game the game, come up, get there, be rowdy. We'll be there. We'll be talking copious amounts of shit. I'm just saying, I don't want any excuses for Halloween being the reason because we're still going out after. But thank you, Anthony Polite. That'll wrap up the interview. Thank you so much for hopping on, man. You're the man. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Appreciate for everything y'all do. Absolutely. And it's a Friday, which means we're going to booze. We'll be out. If you see us, say hi. This episode will be out Monday. But until then, we'll catch y'all later. 13-game NBA slate. Peace.